You ready? Dude. <laughs> Dude. Dude. Who else? Who else do you do this to? Just you. When I <laughs> that cannot out, be true because you say it so naturally. <laughs> when I found it out, it's like a like under your, under your skin. I just want to say it more often. I'm like I can't I can't act more ready. <laughs> yes. You don't seem ready yet. Are you ready? <laughs> All right, here we go. I'm Josh Sigmund. And I'm Bryn Rouse. I'm a mortgage guy with a passion for helping people with their money. And all things business, Bryn is my co-host. And I'm a marketing girl. I am literally obsessed with it. Oh, and Josh has showed me how to save money. Quite a bit, actually. Because of her obsession, I hired her to do my marketing. And we've worked together for 10 years. We launched Sigmund Sense in 2020, a podcast about money. It's a podcast that teaches people how to save more, give more, create wealth, and retire early. And we recorded and published 34 episodes. People liked it, and it was so fun. But most importantly, we helped people. So we're excited to announce we're doing a second season. And we're mixing things up. We're moving away from money talks to focus on all things business, leadership, management, team building, book reviews, hiring, firing, operations, motivating teams, lead generation, time management, personality profiling, closing skills, and of course money and marketing. We are inviting you to continue this journey with us and we want your input. What topics would you like to see covered? Email all of your ideas to our podcast email address, sigmundsense at gmail.com. And be sure to click that subscribe button when you visit our channels. You'll get notified when we drop new episodes. Are you ready? Season two, getting down to business. Welcome to Sigmund Sense. And welcome back to Sigmund Sense. We got Brendan a good moment. Um, <laughs> hey, listen, we're going to do a little bonus edition here because there were some questions that came up about, you know, so you interviewed, we kind of left the last um, conversation about how to hire, questions to ask, and really ended up almost butting up into the first day. And so yeah. I think we need to carry this on just a little bit further for maybe 20, 25 minutes about what that first day, first week, first month, and what the onboarding checklist really looks like, if that's okay. That's a great idea. Um, and I've come up with just about everything as it's come to my head. So it definitely will not be in priority order Perfect. or the way that it actually happens. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, so just a FYI there. But yeah, but welcome back and we'd love to have you here. And if you have other questions or comments, please send it our way. But uh, let's pick up where we left off, which is the first day. The first day. And so if you didn't hear the last episode, I want to reiterate that the first day should be a massive celebration. Celebrate. It should be a celebration. A lot of it's times, it's a marriage. As well, Josh how does a wedding start? How, or how does, how does a wedding start? I'm <laughs> leading the witness. <laughs> how does the first day of a marriage start? It starts with a wedding. It's I a celebration. That's how it should be. You're married, and you actually see your employees more hours per day than you typically see your family. Fact. And so you freaking better love them. Better love and, them uh, and, and make them feel loved. And make them feel loved. Yeah. And buyer's remorse starts to set in on day one when it's mm -hmm. new. Um, and they go to a different location for work, mm -hmm. and everything is different. They don't know anybody. They don't have anybody to sit with and on the first day. most people don't like change. Most people hate change. So all the buyer's remorse is going to set in. So I think about, uh, honestly, a great analogy is you've got to be a fantastic host and make people feel super warm and welcome. Yep. Um, and great hosts do that very well yep. and make everybody just come on in, you know, part of the family. Um, and make so sure you reiterate that the, to that team. Yeah, I, and I'll tell you how that starts for us, and then uh, we'll kind of go through as many steps as we can uh, go through. But for me, you know, I'm the boss, and we, you know, one thing that you pointed out was that the way that we do our interview process is I actually do the first interview, whereas most times 
the boss, if they're in the interview, they're the last interview, right? Yeah, totally. So guess who makes the first call of the day of the first day of work, right? You. Like I, I, I'll call and I'll say, welcome to the first day of the rest of your life, right? Mm-hmm. Like I think it's really important that my very first call of my working day is to my new employee um, because I don't think that's a normal experience. And uh, where this came from for me was uh, going back. It's funny that you use the word buyer's remorse because it reminds me of why I started doing this, which was, um, you know, I, I'm a financially more savvy guy than most. And I've driven u- used cars my whole life until I didn't. And the very first uh, new truck I bought was a uh, GMC Denali. Um, and it's a three quarter ton and they're not cheap. And I remember that I loved it. I walked in that day and I loved it. And you know, first new car, new yeah. car smell and all this. And I wrote my check and I'm leaving and I'm a whopping, you know, 300, 400 yards down the road. And, uh, buyer's remorse started setting in, mm-hmm. you know, cause I was like, this is stupid. I, I know I just, I literally just <laughs> drove off 10,000 bucks in the last five minutes. Right? <laughs> right. And, uh, and right then my phone rang and the salesperson called me and I literally was pissed. I was thinking, you know, he forgot to get me to sign something. And he said, tell me the truth. I said, what? He said, tell me the truth. I said, what? He said, tell me how that new leather smells. Aww. And it was like cool. instantaneous. I felt good about the purchase. I didn't feel abandoned. I felt like he had my, my best interest yeah. in minds. And I'm a salesperson. I know they were selling me. Yeah, but which is fine. It Whatever still made you me feel it. good. So I, I do think that the very first thing that happens the very first day starts with a call from the boss, right? Um, and the follow-up is when they show up, going back to how we ended the last uh, podcast, is when they show up, there should be some preparation already done. They should yes. be a, a good place to sit. Uh, you know, computer logins available. How about it, this? Um, I had the best experience at the hotel we stayed at in San Francisco. Uh-huh. And they used a one-liner on us that I am absolutely going to use every chance I get. And it was, are y'all the Rouses? We've been expecting you. We're so happy we're here. That's awesome. I mean, like, yeah. mic drop. I'm like, I don't care if <laughs> how much of bullshit that is it made us feel so good even my daughter was like they've been expecting us here i'm like i know that's funny so like but the point is make sure the receptionist or whoever is greeting them knows that there's a new hire coming in think about the feeling about uh that versus showing up and like who are you again and they 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 buzz they're like (laughs) looking for (laughs) yeah like they're looking for hey uh bob are you expecting somebody oh yeah i'm sorry that's my new hire wave run in it's like what the fuck man right Um, yeah which happens it happens it's just a matter of a little bit of prior preparation you know um and we we're joking about how we have people show up that way. We've had people show up without a computer. Yep. So we paid for a week for them to just sit and wait for IT to get their shit together. Right. Um, versus having sweets on the desk, having flowers on the desk, having gifts on the desk. Mm-hmm. Here, here's like your computer and here's your login sheet. Yes. Print it off. And then having a dedicated buddy. And this would be my next big point that I, oh, I, I think is this. super important. Is there's got to be a dedicated buddy for the first buddy month. System. Week I'm so minu- glad you remembered that. Yeah, week minimum month or more ideally but it's like hey i want to introduce you to your buddy this is their phone number this is them they're going to be your right hand any question that you have you go right to them and they're going to take care of you and also this is their lunch buddy Um, lunch buddy yes every and i have a funny story about this so we actually had um a new hire that (laughs) said she found out about the buddy system like six weeks after working there and she goes I didn't know that was a system. I just thought she was the nicest person on the team, <laughs> which is so awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, but the Who buddy, said that? Elise. <laughs> That's hilarious. That's really funny. Um, you know, and that's, I mean, it's such a big deal. Like 
the you know people it's legendary people talk about the first day of school the biggest nerve is i'm not gonna have anybody to sit with at lunch and except for every d in the world who doesn't care <laughs> every eye is like i know i made the right decision it's gonna be great but i don't know who my social crew is gonna be so that's really stressful <laughs> That's so funny. you just give him a built-in buddy. And then the C's are like, do I have to eat lunch with you? Yep. That's <laughs> uh, exactly right. Um, so I'm going to do some 30,000 foot views of the first day, first week, first month. And then I want to kind of go into the granular things that people should be thinking about and as many of your checklists as you can think of. But um, let's talk from the boss's perspective first. So let's assume that it's a larger than two-person team. So maybe the boss doesn't have to do all the training. So it's not an interaction daily necessarily. Um, but what I do personally is, uh, outside the first call, the first, uh, week I'm going to have lunch with them and it's a mandatory first week. We're going to have lunch and there's a couple of purposes. Number one is I want to uh, reaffirm that the, why they're here and who I am and that I'm approachable because not all bosses are. Mm-hmm. Um, but the second and third thing are as important in my opinion. The second one is a reminder of what I hired you for. That's like great. your top job duties are, this is the metric for it. Do you have any questions and concerns about this? I just want to be really clear about why I hired you. I also want to remind you of our core values. I, I brought up in the interview, the reason why you were selected is because we believe that you have all five of these values. Just remember, it's the fast we get fired is to stop, start violating those values. The last person I let go was because she violated this value. So I just want to let you know uh, how to get fired. And this is not a threat. It's just good for you to know. This is so, so great. So great. It, the whole idea is you got to remember that somebody that might have been through one, three, or eight interviews to get the job is not going to remember every detail. Not like even it's, close. it's a fog. And so it's really good to reaffirm what is like, holy shit, I got this job. What did the boss see in me? Well, let me tell you what I see on you. This is why I hired you. Right. And this is what, and so that they know what to live up to, right? This is what they saw in me, so I'm not going to not do that, right? Um, the other thing I do is for the first month, I do a, uh, a week, uh, every, every week, week Wednesday call. Uh, for my first call in the, in the morning is to them to do a 30 minutes of anything. Like uh, most of the time, it doesn't take 30 minutes. Most of the time, it's a checking on your week. How's your development going? What do you learn this week? Because I ask that every week. They bet they know that eventually they better have a fucking answer. <laughs> Get an they better answer learn together, something, people. right? Um, <laughs> But what did you learn this week? Is there any extra training that you need? Is there anything that you're that, that's a, a pain point for you? Um, but I want my people to feel heard. Um, another thing that we do at the end of every single day is we make our new hires uh, send a day recap, a daily recap of yeah, this really is uh, you can decide how many questions you want to answer. We do four questions. And all it is is an email recap to all the principals of the team, the managers, my secretary, myself. Um, and it's really to say, uh, what do you do today? What do you learn today? What struggles are you having mm-hmm. right now? What do, uh, what do you need help with? Yep. Um, and it's, it, the idea is to get a little glimpse into because business doesn't stop. Um, yes, there's a lot going on. You still have to train. You got all this extra job duty on you when you take on a new employee. But they have to have the outlet to feel heard. And you have to have that temperature check daily know how are things progressing right right um so that's a daily thing that goes on and uh, we we used to say a month it's really indefinite until they're signed off on like like it can be way more than a month here's what you're looking for though um we've noticed that people that are good communicators and have something to say in those end of day recaps typically do really well in the team yeah people that send the one word two word answers of nope good uh, no problems done yeah 
They typically don't do that that well. What I love most is the people that don't have anything to say, like if they don't have any problems or any struggles, they come up with the most creative and funny responses is what I've seen like as a trend for all the people that have worked out. (laughs) It's so entertaining, which is just such an insight to their personality. Um, which I think is an indicate like the end of day emails. Holy moly. Talk about insight into personality. That's what you're looking for. Insight into personality, communication skills. Mm -hmm. uh, And also, um, warning signs too. Warning signs and also checklists for training stuff. Not every email that comes at the end of the day is going to have something valuable in it, but gosh, I have a whole stack saved Mm -hmm. that, you know, this is what I was trained on today. Um, so I can make sure that I'm filing those away so we can just do a cross reference and make sure that what we're going to get to in a minute, which is our, you know, new hire schedule, uh, training schedule is covering everything. And so the last bit of high level stuff that I would say as a owner that is, is important for all new hires to be a part of is, uh, we do a Monday, uh, every morning, every Monday morning, we have a morning meeting that I run and it's mandatory attendance. Um, there is mandatory training on a weekly basis, depending on their skill set and knowledge, it could be daily, but it could be, you know, weekly, depending on where, how uh, mature they are within the business that you're, that you're in. Uh, and then every Friday, we do a Friday, which is an end of week celebration that I expect everyone to be at. Um, and it's really our way to celebrate the success of the week. You know, it's, it's meant to kind of make fun of each at, at each other, make fun of a crazy client or, or a high five a win. Uh, but it's only 30 minutes to have a drink or two not 50. It's just to, to celebrate the week together. So yeah. I believe very strongly in you, you know, if you, if you uh, play together, you stay together, you got to start the week strong, you got to end the week strong. And so I want to make sure that they get that feeling because we know that we sold on, we sold people on culture. Right. And those two bookends are what creates that living, breathing feeling of culture within a team. So that's yeah. the high level stuff, but the devil's in the details. So Let's start with day one. You know, what would be on those new hire checklists? What, what are you looking at? Okay. So um, I'm just going to reiterate it again. Make sure that you're prepared for them and make sure they have somewhere to sit and um, make sure that they their outlook or for us it's outlook, but their calendaring is all set up. And um, I know what one thing that Katie does is go ahead and invite them to all of the Monday meetings, all of the Friday happy hours, um, and any mandatory stuff for the team it there they already have calendar invites for it with all the details so that's right out of the gate like what a warm welcome like here's everything you need to be successful um, make sure they have all of their passwords make sure um, that they have business cards I love that there's business cards on the desk um, obviously books flowers presents I love uh, the call from you um, have them fill out an all about you form. So, um, what you're looking for is make sure you have their birthday, make sure you have, do they have kids? Do they have a spouse? All the questions you weren't allowed to ask during the interview. Yes. What their favorite candy is, what their favorite wine is, what their dream vacation, all of that stuff. Um, just a solid all about you form. The purpose for that is? Uh, the purpose for that is to uh, be able to gift to them appropriately. Um, we absolutely celebrate birthdays, so we want to make sure that we get them logged in to the to the master birthday list. Um, yeah, just so you can start catering to them. Um, Josh mentioned assigning them a buddy. I l- absolutely love that. And the next thing is, so on our team we have a culture committee, and so the main purpose of the culture committee is to. 
um, basically encompass everything that our core values state, but that really falls into three areas, which is one, taking care of the team and our teammates. So if there is somebody celebrating a milestone birthday, going on a bucket list trip, someone has surgery, you know, a kid gets sick, you know, a little care package or something like that. So taking care of each other in that way. Um, another big point of the culture committee is community outreach. So mm -hmm. is there some sort of charity that we're going to focus our time and attention on? Um, are we going to do something like adopt a family? Um, so that's another huge initiative. And I want the culture committee, I want them, the new hires to be on the culture committee for at least the first six months. Um, because I think that really that. Awesome. brings that. Yeah. Um, the culture committee is voluntary, yep. um, for unless the team, you're new hire. unless you're a new <laughs> hire, unless you're a new hire. But I think it's important that they are injected with that because it's something that we sell on. So they need to be a part of it. Um, weekly call, obviously from Josh. One thing that I think that we need to add is a, everybody needs to send a text, at least the managers on the first day. Like, here's my, you know, Hey, this oh, is, yeah. yeah, I added it. Um, at least from the managers, but then some sort of like every day someone is assigned to send a text. We all communicate by text so often. And so, and one question I get so many times, uh, people are always asking for each other's cell phone numbers. Mm -hmm. Um, I really try to text everybody on their first day. So typically I have all of them. Um, probably that's why I get asked, but anyways, I, that way everybody starts to get each other's phone numbers. Um, so it's just an easy way to knock that out. Also make them feel welcome. Um, they have a training checklist and calendar and this, um, this is huge. So we map out the first 30 days. So they're really clear every day about what they're going to learn, who they're learning it with, um, what the expectations are. And Whenever when you hear that, like every yes. single day is accounted for for the first 30 days. First so if you're 30 a, days. a surgeon, it needs to be longer than 30 days. But yes. if you're a service industry, it's typically training is on the fly. It yes. needs to be 30 days at least. 30 days. Um, during this time, they're not, they're not talking to clients. They're not being given their own personal job duties during this time. Pipeline in our case. Right. It's all shadowing. It's all learning how to do stuff. It's there's some videos that they have to watch. There's some classes. We have them watch a, a disc training class that Josh and I have taught before. Um, there's all sorts of stuff, right? Like anything you want to support what you sold and what you want out of them needs to be packed and loaded. Um, there's also free time in there so they can have time to check emails because they will start getting emails, um, immediately. Right. So having them get familiar with outlook, checking their emails. So build in personal time, build in a lunch. Um, but also what's, what's even better is now the team knows here's what I'm responsible for in training this person. So mm -hmm. I know that this is the day that they're going to be with me. They can be prepared yep. and make it effective, an effective hour training, however long it is. Um, but 30 days worth. Um, Josh mentioned this. We kind of like just like skimmed over it. Um, I think being really clear about what they can do to be fired is huge. Um, and that may sound weird, but um, and I don't I, I think it. In, in the scenario that I'm thinking of, you delivered it to one of my new hires and it probably came from you seeing all of my frustrations because I'm just hire. very, very vocal with you about my frustrations. <laughs> and so you 
just took the opportunity to say, hey, do you want to know what you can do to not be fired? <laughs> and do you want to know what you can do to be fired? And let me tell you, that is stuck six years later. Yep, it works. <laughs> it works. Um, let's see what else do I have I've got a today. few while you're looking it up. Calendar invites. A couple that you prompted for me that I think are super important in these checklists that we do a better job of the most is who's your manager? Uh, where to go oh, for frequently, good, yeah. frequently asked questions. Like we have something called the Knowledge Coop yeah. at our company. So, you know, before you just go out and ask questions of everybody, like Check here's here's, where, here's a resource that you can be successful at. Yeah. Like here's where here's where you go, right? Uh, also, uh, especially if you have an industry that requires problem solvers, like here are the key people at our company. It would be really great to know who the CEO is, the COO is, the CFO is. The head, like, so if that person ever emails you or calls you, fucking call them back. Yeah. <laughs> Which also goes to what we do is we share our top referring partners' names with everybody on a monthly basis. So it's really important for them to get the key, like, look, you're going to get lots of calls at some point, but if you get a call from Janine, like she doesn't <laughs> like waiting. That's so right. So you get a call you from Janine. You answer that you one. You answer that call, yeah. right? So uh, who are the, the most valuable players as far as referring partners? It's something you got to teach people. They're not going to know. And literally as recently as yesterday in our Monday morning meeting, I was referencing to our entire team, because we have a couple of new people on it, how proud I am that our people know who our, who our referring partners are by name. Right. They're yes. so good at that. Bec but yes. we, we teach it, right? Right. Um, separate of that, um, the, um, oh, I had one other thing that, were, that was on the top of my tip of my tongue. Oh, the shadowing. Uh, one thing I think is really important, especially if there's, uh, so we alluded to the fact that in the mortgage industry, there's a thousand ways to do a mortgage. Um, so, but some teams might have more people cogs in the wheel than other mm -hmm. teams. Right. So it's really important at some point in the first 30 days to sit with every person, the every team person, yeah. to understand what they do and what their value add to the team is. Uh, and, and this also pr prevents frustration down the road. So for example, you catch a lot of grief because you're in marketing and, right. and, and sales, right? So Bryn gets the fun job. She gets to go out <laughs> and drink and eat and have a great time and party right. with everybody. Um, and I'm stuck here, you know, right. doing flipping loans, right? And doing yeah. all the paperwork. And uh, yeah, that's fine. But you also have a young kid at home. And if you want to, you know, do happy hours from six to eight o'clock at right. night, feel free. You know, you know? Exactly. So, yeah. so when people can see what everyone's doing on a daily mm -hmm. basis and understand what the value that's being added, then, it's, then it creates more continuity and, and uh, um, alignment within a team as well. Um, totally. So I you love also that. know where you start, where, you, where you're picking up and where they're going. Because if I know if I don't do this job, this person behind me is going to have to pick up this slack. Yeah. I'm more likely to do this job, not because I wasn't willing to, but because I didn't realize how much it would impact the next person in Gosh, line. Isn't that right? the freaking truth? So that shadowing of every person within a team or organization is super, super, super important. Um, I love that. Yeah. Um, one thing I was going to add is, so we have a master contact list, which it happens to be my contacts. So I have the, one of the checklist items is that I share my contacts with that person, uh, mm -hmm. with a new hire. So that way they have access to all of our referring partners. Um, this is important because if they are slow to not, or if they, if they don't have the con, the referring partners contact information, they're going to be slow to get the updates to our partners and it's going to be a bad start right out of the also gate. Also known as a shit show. Also known as a shit show. And the reason that's ultra important is anytime there's a new hire and a referring partner, the referring partner never wants to start working with a new person. It's like, Oh, it's like, 
it's like the dial nine, dial one. Okay, you told me your story. Now I'm going to transfer you to somebody else so you can tell the story again. That's how they feel like, oh, this new person. Like, I don't want to have to start all over. Um, So you want to make that transition as easy as possible, Um, which goes into my next one, which is a press release. Um, so, and goes into headshots so, and adding him to the team sheet. Team sheet, yeah, that's right. <laughs> so add. Like, like, who is this person yes. calling me? Oh, I didn't, I didn't exactly. work this for three months. Oh, no shit. Thanks for telling me. Right. And so <laughs> I made this mistake hundreds and hundreds of times. Um, and I finally am not doing that anymore, which is, I feel very proud of. Um, when, as soon as they start mm-hmm. connecting with clients, um, meaning referring partners, well, either way, borrowers or referring partners, um, I get the press release out yep. um, because they're going to start hearing from somebody and I need them. I need everybody to know or at least give it my best attempt <laughs> to make sure that everybody knows that we have a new yep. hire, um, which also goes into headshots. Like you got to have like I need to get a headshot from them or I need to have headshots taken um, and they need to be added to the team sheet yep. and other people need to be removed. And those are things that have always fallen to the wayside and things that I always get caught on like oh shit I haven't updated the the team sheet you know and all that so those things definitely need to be added and have been added um I think that's all I had for the last one that I had because that's a lot for a lot of people yeah um (laughs) and shit if you have other great ideas please share with us because we might want to add them to our our checklist as well which goes to my last point yes um the the last piece of the high level is I honestly have an assumption that we do it really well but we don't have it figured out. We so don't. We which do not. Is like why, <laughs> which is why 90 days after a new hire starts, yes. uh, we set the expectation up front that I want you to, to create a list of all the inefficiencies, mm-hmm. anything that you see that can be done better. I don't want you to tell me in month one, month two. I want you to assume that we're doing it the right way mm-hmm. so you can make sure you understand why we're doing the things. But if you get out 90 days and there's something you look at and it's double stepping, you're, you're doing extra work, there's, it's inefficient, mm. it's, or you have a great idea from your last company that you can yeah. bring here, I want to know. And so the best example I can give you is there's a ner- girl named Jen Hernandez from uh, Houston, Texas. And uh, when we onboarded her, I remember uh, I, before that I was coaching her professionally. That's how I had met her. And um, when she came on board, she's like, Josh, I got lots of things that like, that, like you're onboarding, this is... Oh, 10 years ago, your onboarding is not very great. I was like, perfect. Keep a list. Keep a right. Uh, Dan and I will come down and visit you at the end of 90 days. Keep a list. I want to hear it all. Right. So we drive down there and had a great breakfast with the team. And we sat down for lunch. And I remember watching her turn out like <laughs> Can't even five imagine. pages, <laughs> like five pages, a hundred and some odd points of everything that went well, everything that didn't go well, I and all it. of her suggestions. And Dan and I at first thought this was like a grievance party and what, why it was so uh, impactful to me was it was, I want legacy to be better for the next hour. And so Absolutely. it was from a place of, I experienced this for better. I experienced this for worse. This is my observation. This is what you could do differently. So the next hire is even better. Yeah. And so if you don't uh, keep an active list going of what's working, what's not, or uh, create the, the space for a new employee who is, not maybe used to speaking to boss. Maybe the previous boss was an asshole, arrogant prick that won't, isn't open to mm-hmm. uh, ideas and information. Right. If you don't say, hey, listen, I really value you and I, I'm assuming that there's something we could fix and I'm going to, mm-hmm. in 90 days, I'm going to be asking you like, what the hell can we do differently and better? Like, I don't want the answer to be nothing. You're perfect because I, I don't believe we're perfect. I don't believe that, and yeah. it'll help them like maintain that focus on 
um, hey, here's what's working and here's what's not working. Absolutely. And, and well, here's the other thing. When you we do... We learned this in the, uh, the remote onboarding with a couple of our employees. Oh, gosh. Talk about another loop. Like, man, now we're, we're, we are onboarding remote employees. Well, what the hell does that look like? I mean... Computers at people's houses, which I is mean, a whole new thing, right? Yeah, totally. Um, here's the thing. You know, we talked about in the last episode that the best kind of referrals for um, new hires are referrals. Happy employees. <laughs> Happy employees, uh, but they come from w- within. Here's what happens when you take really great care of new hires. Guess what they do? They take pictures and post it on social. Yep. And that's how we have a couple of our employees. Yes. I mean, and that's how, I mean, we post a lot about, you know, things that the culture committee is responsible for. And let me tell you that I get people all the time. I don't know what you do, but I want to be a part of it because of what I see on social media. So things that you're going out of your way to do, like understand it's also a recruitment tactic. Like you're taking really good care of the people that just made a huge life decision. Birds of a feather fly together. So, you know, when, when your employee, like uh, the book craving fans, remember if they're not ranting and raving and saying how great you are, you're just like Mm -hmm. everybody else. Most employers suck. Yeah. And I've been a shitty employer at times in my career, but most employers suck. And so the best uh, example of when you have crossed the line to being a a good or great employer mm-hmm. is when your people keep referring people. Yes. Um, and yes. it's there. It's a, the law of attraction is a real thing. No different than why people are drawn to a specific car because they watch their buddies have a great experience with the car yeah. or car buying experience. It's no different. And so mm-hmm. what you're saying is spot on. It's like make the next round easier because make I believe in growth. Yes. I'm going to have more interviews going back to the last episode. I'm going to have more onboardings mm-hmm. going back to this episode. And I want the experience that I'm creating right now to make that next round easier, easier time and time and time again. For sure. So create that attraction. Oh, I loved this episode. It's like a wow checklist in an internal wow checklist. Well, here's the, here's the belief and here's my final thought. Um, I... I now believe it and I act it out that our, my number one employee is my, my people that work in my company and my team. Yeah. My number two uh, um, uh, uh, best customer is my referring partners and my m- number three customer is everybody else. And I want people to understand that concept because I have to work with my team every single day of my every life. Every day. I've got to work with my referring partners every single month. I work with my a past client once every three or five years, yeah. right? And to take nothing away from the past clients, but do you, do I treat my number one client, which is my team, my company, like the number one client? Yeah, they're and, super valuable. Uh, and that's why things like the recurring lunches that we do is because... Such a big deal, yeah. You know, I had one before this episode. You know, it's it's non-negotiable. I'm not going to miss it. I value that over everything else in You my do a very week. good job with that. So anyways, that was my final thoughts. Any final thoughts for you? No, I mean, I think it's just, you know... No, they're hard to find. You know, people are hard to find. So make sure that when you get them, you bear hug them. Hook them and keep them. Hook them and keep them. Hook Land them, them put them. them in the boat. I mean, But that was it for this episode. Thank you for joining Sigmund Sense once again. Like, subscribe, share. Tell your friends. Share with entrepreneurs. Share with managers. We are hiring. <laughs> so if you're looking We're for a job <laughs> in the mortgage industry. Reach out. We're always we're always interviewing. Absolutely. And if you need us, find us at sigmundsense at gmail.com and we'll uh, get you an answer. And I think that's it. Next time. See you Bye next guys. time. Cheers. <laughs>